0: Who reads the terms and service agreement? Or the fine print at the bottom of the page? Now my private life is being dragged across the internet. What I buy. How much I spend. It's out there for public consumption. For people to form their own opinion. For them to slice and poke me like a voodoo doll. Currently, I'm in my lawyer's office. His yin and yang necklace dangles from his ultra-modest suit. His expensive goatee curves like a question mark. He read through the service agreement, lassoed a few words with his pen and came up for air. <laughs> I gotta admit, man. Clever little devils, aren't they? He turned to the page, took out his inhaler, Two quick puffs and placed it under his pocket. Lawyers are not cheap. The better they are, the more expensive. I wonder if I got the right one. So, so what do you think? Can you help me? Can you help me get my life back together? He wrapped his necklace, carefully rolled a joint, placed his feet on the table before answering. Man, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it to you. I, I don't like sugarcoating anything to anyone. Poetic earthlings. They have your balls and a vice. For lack of a better a better word there. Look look at this. Every possible question is answered. Joint was pressed between his lips. Inhaler in the other. Now the the agreement states that like they are willing to give everything over. Yo, I, I'm I'm sorry, man. You're legally, you're legally binded to comply. Weed smoke lingered. He tapped the table and gave me a chance to respond. Well, what about my Swiss bank accounts, My, my, my second home in the Keys and, and also my Lexus. You're my lawyer, damn it. You got to do something. You got to help me. Sweat poured down my face. I stunk of desperation, but I had no choice. What's the point of living life and merely scraping by? Being a nobody, a humdrum, an invisible man. Now you see me! Now you don't! My lawyer took another puff of the inhaler and a long drag of the joint. His calm, relaxed demeanor was driving me up the wall. You haven't mentioned your your wife... And, and also your children. Yeah, that's interesting. He probably thinks I'm a self-centered jerk. Not concerned or, or not even giving a crap about my own flesh and blood. Not caring about the lady who walked down the aisle. To be honest, I didn't want to be tied down with a wife and kids. It was good for business, so I tied the knot. Is there any way... Is there any way that I could get my money back? That's all that I'm here. I just want to know, can I get my money back? Disappointment stained his rosy cheeks. He flicked through the service agreement and found a hidden page. His eyes sprung wide open. Hey, look, man, there, there is a way, all right? There is a way that you could have one, but not the other. A lawyer who smokes pot and speaks in riddles. That's all that I needed. I asked him to stop tiptoeing around the lilies and give it to me straight. He removed his feet from the table, extinguished the weed, and read slow. You have two choices, according to this here paragraph, okay? You have two choices. We can relinquish control... And return your family and your Swiss account. Or we can make you wealthy beyond your wildest dreams. He showed me the part I needed to sign. I thought about my nagging wife. Pull your finger out, and about time too. Your dinner's in the dog. i me bags And my disobedient and brats. Wealthy beyond my wildest dreams? With the cash, I could kiss this rat-race goodbye, buy a villa in Bora Bora and drink champagne from a wooden straw. But what would become of my family? They're probably better off without me. I work all the time, missed many birthdays and I lost track of their age. I stared at the page, signed my name by the X, ignored the tiny text at the bottom, Lawyer shook his head. Disgust was written, signed, sealed, and delivered on his face. Why should I care? He's not my pastor. The law is his business, not moral ambiguity. It worked. I was filthy rich. So what did I do? Well, I bought myself a few luxuries. I didn't go for the top. For one, I traded in my Lexus for a Bugatti. I quit my job and told my boss where to go. Two months in, I was living the dream. Foot on the pedal. Bass and treble pumping through the speakers. License plate spells trouble, with a crown in the middle. I saw a brake on the road. Gunned the engine. Slipped around an 18-wheeler. Nothing but smooth sailing ahead. So I tried to slow down, but the brakes were locked. Black Ice took the Bugatti. It spun, flipped upside down, windshield and fiberglass folded. Body twisted. Car moved some more distance before it stopped. I opened my eyes clenched my fingers around the bent steering wheel. I caught a glimpse of my reflection. No blood. No broken bones. How was this possible? Somehow, I was able to crawl out, dust it off my jacket. Not a mark Or a speck. I was in one piece, but the car was in millions. A man in a pinstripe suit and Fidero stood beside a vintage black Cadillac. Traffic stopped. Sirens flashed. The firemen showed up on the scene. They tried to peer the doors open, I guess with the jaws of life, to rescue the driver. Don't they realize I'm standing right here? The only person who acknowledged my existence was the man in the Federa. His pocket watch was attached to a chain as he jotted something down in his notebook. Why can't anyone see me? And who are they pulling from the car? He walked past me and pointed to the driver. I swallowed hard. Fear had me in a chokehold. The bruised and bloody body they excavated from the car was me. Well, if that's me, then it means I'm... I couldn't bring myself to admit the obvious. It was too final, too conclusive. Maybe I'm hallucinating or a part of some elaborate hoax. The man wasn't smiling. Instead, he lit a cigarette and waited for me to accept the truth. Am I? He shook his head. I knew who he was. I was at the prime of my life until he showed his ugly face. I go by many names. You can call me the collector. He handed me a smoke to calm my nerves. It didn't work. My body was pulled from the wreckage and placed in a bag. Why me and and why now? I couldn't see the collector's eyes, but I bet they were rolling. He must have heard the same thing from most of his clients. Listen here, pal. That question is above my pay grade. My job is to collect. I was escorted into the passenger seat and contemplated heaven. I asked him about the mansions, the streets paved with gold. No answer. In mere seconds, we were outside of the city limits. Not long after, we flew across the ocean. Did you read the fine print? He already knew the answer. Without waiting for a response, he continued. That's the problem with you humans. No one cares about the details. In short, you agreed to receive earthly riches in exchange for your soul. Dark clouds engulfed the Cadillac. I wanted a second chance, but there was no turning back. Things fell apart because I failed to read the tiny details. The dirt returned to the shovel, the pine casket elevated from the earth, tears that fell to the soil returned to the eyes of the loved ones, along with the rain as a journey to the clouds. Pastor's words went in reverse. His Bible closed and placed under his vest. Jeremy's Mustang dislodged from the pole. Blood and alcohol reassembled from the windshield. Cars zigzagged backwards to the late-night pub Celebrating his 18th on a drinking binge. Decisions were weighed drive sober or drunk. Sober. If he could rewind his life. would he be alive to see today? In the middle of nowhere, on a road separating two small Ontario towns, I stood, overdressed in a black pinstripe suit matching gold cufflinks, divine leather shoes, black federo, I took out my pocket watch, attached to a chain. Any time now. Slipped it back in my vest. Cigarette was in a silver case. I lit a match. Exhaled the smoke. Tapped the ashes on the road, and waited. I've been doing this job for eons. Still stuck in middle management. No pay raise or extra vacations. No hot secretary or an office with a view. Damn near impossible to move up the ladder. From this heck town to big cities like New Orleans or Paris. Company expanded over the years. More clients moved in. So I have to work double shifts. Most of my assignments is on this road sometimes in the ditches and nearby ravine. I checked my watch again. He should be coming around the bend, driving a Mustang with too much liquor in his liver. Flipped the pages of my notebook, scanned down to his name, swallowed hard when I saw Jeremy's age. Why can't this bastard be in his 80s? Live a long life, then exit from the stage. It's always the young ones, driving like the devil. Just like this idiot, weaving through traffic. Jeremy scraped the back of a truck. Lost control and spun out. Mustang collided in a pole. Boy's body ejected from the seat went through the windshield, then head first on concrete. I checked my watch. He was dead on the spot at 1.25. Flicked open a gold pen, crossed his name out, included the date and time in parentheses. Traffic came to a screeching halt. People got out and screamed at the mess on the side of the road. I've seen it all before. I was calm as a cucumber. And I knew what would happen next. Slowly, a translucent body flickered and twitched. Hands and legs responded. It broke apart from its earthly cocoon and stood up straight. It peered down at the abandoned body. It looked around at the paramedics, rushing with a stretcher. We finally made eye contact. I didn't have to explain the situation. I could see in his eyes that he knew what was going on. Smart soul. Most are freaked out, making my job twice as hard as it is. He remained quiet, I offered him a smoke to settle his nerves. You want a cigarette? Gave him the opportunity to talk first. You must be deaf. The boy stared at the distant moon, allowing their reality to sink in as he took a long drag of the smoke. I go by many names The Grim Reaper. The great equalizer, or you could just call me the collector. He held my hand. I escorted him to my vintage Cadillac, started the engine, and drove to a country. away from here. What have you been called that people made up? The Grim Reaper. The Great Equalizer. The Collector. Written and produced by York Campbell. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to the show. Special thank you to Tim Hardy, who not long ago bought me a coffee. And what does that mean? Well, he went on buy me a coffee slash poetic earthlings. And he contributed to the show. How true. Not kind. By the way, Tim Hardy, he's he's an author out in UK. I spoke about him before on the show. I also like to thank Tiffany C. Lewis, another author, and also she's the owner of Rebellious Lit. You can check out their books on poeticearthlings.com or in the show notes to this episode. So thank you, Tim, and thank you, Tiffany, for contributing. Again, if you want to be an active member, go to Coffee slash Poetic Earthlings. You could spread the word about this show to one individual. Let them know that you're listening to Season 3 and you're enjoying the episode so far. That would be a huge, huge help. Have you ever considered recording a podcast? Well, a couple of years ago, I was considering it, but I didn't know exactly how to do it. I teamed up with Blueberry. That's my host, Blueberry. They help me out in tremendous ways. They're always available whenever you call them. Hello operator. Their plans are reasonable and they give you one month free. This is your opportunity. If you ever thought of podcasting, this is your opportunity to sign up with a company that's doing it right. Blueberry.com. Here's the code. To get your one month free it's very easy didn't make it complicated at all it's first earthling so when ticket to blueberry.com just type in first earthling copy that if you missed everything or any part of this no worries everything is on my website poetic earthlings.com and there's a link to blueberry thank you once again for listening remember show compassion to your fellow human being. And I'll talk to you soon. Poetic Earthlings Poetic earthlings. Poetic.